Well, hi, it's good to be back, and uh, thank you. Thank you. I want to um, I want to read a, a passage of scripture for you, and then we're going to pray again. Uh, and I'm going to pray mostly for me that uh, that the words that I'm about to say are, are pleasing to God. And so I hope that you'll you'll listen to Him speak through His Word. When when we read God's Word, we can know that we're hearing uh, God's voice speaking directly into our hearts and, and, and speaking to us what we need to hear. And so I'm going to read this and then we're going to pray. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about what it means. The scriptures say in the book of James, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here. We pray that you would uh, speak to us and encourage us through your word. May we seek to know you not, Lord, the way we want you to be, but the way that you are. And may we be satisfied with that. May we be excited about who you are and what it is that you're doing in our lives, Father. And as we, as we think about uh, pain and difficulty, we pray that, that you would encourage us and give us a, uh, a good and godly outlook on life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, well, there are all kinds of pain, aren't there? You guys, uh, part of your experience as young people is uh, the, the pain of growing, right? You get the, you wake up maybe in the middle of the night and your legs hurt or um, you, uh, you have the, the pain that comes from uh, running and, and maybe occasionally running into something or falling down, something breaks, <laughs> Right, uh, so there's physical pain. Um, you guys know the struggle of the pain of knowing that winter break is over, and you have to go back to school. But you love school, and so. But there's the pain of there's the pain of studying sometimes, right? You know, of forcing info into your minds. The pain of of, of homework. Um, there's there's pain that can come from relationships. Um, you're out there having a good time playing with your brother, and he, he whacks you with his lacrosse stick, you know, and, uh, and, um, or, or maybe, even, maybe even more difficult than that, maybe somebody that you know, um, somebody that you know and love has, has died, and, and there's the pain of, of losing them. Um, there's emotional pain. Somebody says something that hurts you, or something that you, that you love and care for gets broken, and you, you feel that that pain of, of loss. Um, about a, a year ago, I believe it was, we were, we were in the last couple minutes of the, uh, of the, the playoff game, Seahawks-Packers, and, uh, and, and bad calls and bad catches, and uh, oh, the, the, the pain of, of knowing that the, the, the Packers were not going to have a shot at winning the Super Bowl was just was was very difficult for Max. You know, it was an unbearable moment. Um, and there was the pain of watching them lose to the Cardinals just a couple weeks ago. But then, but then just Sunday, the, the joy of, of of seeing a comeback. Let me let me say tell you two things that you probably know about pain, and then three things that you might not know. Um, 
I believe it's, uh, they, the, the saying is that to be forewarned is to be forearmed. To know that something's going to happen. If I were to tell you, you're going you're gonna to walk out that door and somebody's going to scare you, right? You, you, will, be, you will be ready. That, that is not going to happen to the best of my knowledge after chapel. But if, if you knew, you might go out a different door or you might, you might do something different because you know ahead of time and so you, you're, you're ready. Um, so if you know things about the future, if you know what will happen or what could happen, you'll be, you'll be ready um, and, and understand when it, when it does happen. Um, two things you probably already know about pain is that pain is predictable. You know that it will happen. Um, when you fall down, you, know, you, you, may, you may suddenly brace yourself and think, like, is this going to hurt? And then there's the hurt, right? You know, and you, you feel it and you think, ah, I knew that was going to happen. Um, there is no such thing as a pain-free life. No such thing. Um, it happens to everybody eventually. Sometimes on a daily basis, you run into pain. Pain is predictable. Second, pain is, is problematic, Pain causes complications and, and difficulties. Uh, have you ever thought, you really don't think about your feet much, do you? You walk on them all day long, you don't think about your feet very much. We'll take questions later, okay? Um, but, but, so you don't, you don't think much about your feet, and then all of a sudden you step, and this happens uh, at, at our house occasionally, you step on a Lego you know, Legos are like the sharpest thing in the universe, aren't they? Um, you step on a Lego block, and suddenly, suddenly you become aware of your that your that your foot is there, and you're 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 just you're saying this this needs to stop. You know, if it's the middle of the night and you're 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 uh, walking around your bedroom and there's Legos everywhere on the floor and you're stepping on them, it's like how does this how does this end? Pain complicates life, uh, and sometimes. The, the difficulty that we're facing, whether it's uh, not doing well on a test or um, if, we're, if we're trying to, to win at a sporting event and we're not, we're not playing very well, um, that pain can be overwhelming. It can, it can slow us down because it's, it's ruining our plan. So those are two things you already know about pain, but let me tell you three that you might not know. One... Pain is often the opposite of what we think it is, okay? The big fancy word is that pain is paradoxical, okay? Pain, pain is, a, is a mystery. Let me tell you why. James says this. This is James, the younger brother of Jesus, who didn't believe in his brother before his brother uh, was, was crucified. He didn't believe who, that Jesus was the Messiah, but afterwards the Bible says that uh, Jesus appeared to James, and then James was a leader in the church. This is what uh, James says about pain. He says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So he says, when you uh, encounter all different kinds of difficulty and pains, you're supposed to think about them and think, this is good. This is good. This is a, this is a good thing. Um, and, 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 and we can only understand that if we have a divine perspective. If we say, okay, James knows something I don't know. James learned things from God that I don't know. And so I need to just stick with him and think through it. 
and, 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 and believe that this is true. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Some of you might have gotten money for Christmas, right? Um, you, you open up uh, some presents. Maybe you got a, uh, an iTunes card. You know, maybe you got a, a gift card to go and check. And what do you do when you've, got, when you've got that little pile of stuff, right? You add it up, don't you? You're like, how much? You know, and then you say, I've got, I've got this much money, and it's this much iTunes, and this much this, and this much cash. And, and, then, and then you've got your little, your little pile, your, 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 your nest egg, as they call it, when you get a little older. That's what, that's what you're going to protect and, and save. That's what we're supposed to do when we encounter pain. We're supposed to count it as joy. Now, that doesn't mean that when you, when you fall down and get hurt or when you fail a test or when you, when you try to, to score in the middle of a game and fail, that doesn't mean that you say, oh, well, that was good, right? Because, because pain is, is not good, but what you, what you can do is say there is some good in this or I can take some good from it. You, you count it as joy. You say, okay, this is an opportunity, and that's the paradox of pain. We naturally think someone has hurt me, someone's taken something from me, I'm, I'm upset, I'm in physical pain, I'm crying, you know, this is bad. And it's not that, it's not that um, when, we, when, we, when we are upset that that's good, it's that we can learn and we can grow and we can, we can, we can emerge stronger from that because we're called to think about pain positively because it's a paradox, okay? Because pain is purposeful. Pain has a purpose, okay? The Bible says in the book of Romans, Paul says, we know that for those who love God, so this is something that, this is something that Christians who believe in Jesus, who believe that, that, they, were, that they were born sinners, Right? That, that, that what's the definition of sin? Um, to, to, to not be in conformity to God's law. If you've, ever, if you've ever heard anything in the Bible and you've said, I don't want to do that, and then you've, you've disobeyed, you're a sinner. And if the Bible, have you ever heard anybody say anything uh, from the Bible and you're like, that sounds good, but I don't want to do it, you know, that's also sin. And the Bible also says, oh, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And so if you've ever disobeyed your parents, that means you're a sinner. We are all born sinful. We've all got uh, this problem with sin. And so none of us can come before God and say, God, um, you owe me a good life. You owe me absolute perfection. You, you owe me. None of us can do that. Instead, the Bible calls us children of wrath. And we ought to expect punishment for sinning against God. Because God is just and holy and can't abide sin at all, any of it. So what, what God does, because all of humanity is, is sinful, is he sends Jesus to live a perfect life. And Jesus, is the, he was the perfect man. He never did anything wrong. He never uh, willed anything different than God's will. He never uh, sinned in a way that, that violated any of, of God's commandments. And, um, and so what, what he did, having lived that perfect life, he was fully man, yet also fully God, which means he was the most valuable um, honored, wonderful being that had ever lived, when he goes to the cross and he dies, God takes the sins of the whole world and places them on him. The Bible says that he was crushed. Jesus was crushed 
for our iniquities. He was punished for our sins. And so God put, put all of our sins on Jesus, and Jesus died willingly. And when he goes to the cross, and when he goes into the grave, all of the punishment that is intended for our sin because of God's holiness goes with him. And that means that when, when God looks at a Christian, when God looks at someone who's believed in the gospel and put their faith and trust in him, God sees the righteousness and goodness of his son. That's good news. We need to repent of our sins. Uh, repent means to hate our sin and to forsake it, right? You know, in the moment, sometimes when we're being uh, disobedient or we're doing something that we know is not good, we, we like that. You know, we're like, this is right, but, but the Bible teaches us that we're supposed to hate that and we're to forsake it, we're to leave it behind, run away from it. So, so we hate our sin and we forsake it. We, we repent of our sins. We put our faith and trust in Christ. The Bible says that God sends the Holy Spirit in. We're sealed and we're, we're saved. That's what it means to be a Christian. Listen to what the promise to Christians is. Paul says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. If, if you're a Christian and bad things happen, you might say, where is God? Has God abandoned me? Has he left me? Why, why wasn't he there for me? You can believe and know that there's a reason why this is happening. You may never find out why. And you don't have to call what happened good, especially if it's bad. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, you don't have to call it good, but even bad things work together for your good. You'll grow from disappointment and failure. You know, if your goal is to uh, learn how to slam dunk, right? You know, or if your goal is to learn how to hit home runs, you don't just start hitting home runs, right? You don't just start slam dunking. You've got to practice and practice and practice and practice and failing failing over and over and over again and sometimes succeeding is is the path to perfecting that skill we learn most when we're in pain because pain makes us move so pain is purposeful it helps us learn right uh, and if, if you if you've ever have you ever touched anything super hot right you know you, you you don't have to do that a whole lot right you're not just like man that really that 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 hurt last time I put my hand on that hot thing right but I'll, I'll, I'm just going to try it again. No, you're like, you're like, no, 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 no. No, I'm not going to touch that again. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Hank's little brother, or Max's little brother, Hank, right? Every single one of the Meyer boys has gone through this. They say, don't touch that. It's hot. Don't touch that. It's hot. Don't touch that. It's hot. And they just keep going. They're like, in their little toddler brain, it's like, must, <laughs> must touch fire, right? You know, must touch incredibly hot. And then what happens? Like, there's that, that moment where the parent isn't looking. We've kept them safe for four years or whatever from fire. And we turn our back just for an instant. And then we hear, ow. And you look and their, their, little, their little fingers burn. They got a blister. You put some stuff on it. Do they touch fire after that? Nope. No. Because all the warnings in the world, right? All the warnings in the world. Um, that's, that's the easy way 
Your parents say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And, and sometimes you're like, ah, what do they know? I know. I know. And then you learn how, the hard way, right? You, you, you step out of line for a minute and you experience pain. You say, I will never do that again. Pain is purposeful. It teaches us. Um, pain is also profitable. Pain is, is profitable. Um, in, in, in the book of James, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Okay, he says, when you meet, because, because pain will happen. Um, they're called trials, which means that they're, they're problematic. Uh, but he says to count it all joy. There's this mystery involved in, in, in pain that we're supposed to say, okay, you know, I'm supposed to learn something from this. So we, we count it all joy. Um, because verse 3 says, you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Pain and difficulty are an opportunity for us to learn to trust God's goodness, to trust God's good character, to, to pray, to ask him to work in situations and difficulties, to say, um, God, would you resolve this situation? Would you help me? Would you comfort me? Would you encourage me? You know what happens? The next time that you're in pain, you go to him even quicker. You, you pray uh, faster. You you learn not to be so worried or stressed out by certain things. You, you may learn to say, you know what? God's got it under control. It's okay. Um, think about probably one of the most famous stories in the Bible, right, is, is David and Goliath. Did, did David just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to go fight a giant today? No. This is what happened. He, he was sent on a delivery errand. His dad put together some bundles of groceries. You know, the groceries looked different in those days. He put them on a donkey. He sent um, David up to where Saul's army was, where, where all of David's older brothers were. And David went to that place. And when he got there, he found that the army had been there for weeks. And this giant kept on coming out and intimidating them, say, who will fight me if somebody comes out and fights me? This is called single combat. Whoever wins... Right? The other, the opposing army would be their slaves. So the stakes are really high. And so, so they're, they're, they're being really careful about who volunteers and who goes out. And, uh, and David shows up and no one's willing to fight this guy. And he says, what is wrong with you people? Somebody should fight this guy. He's insulting us and insulting our God. And so he goes to the king and he says, I'll fight him. And the king's like, put my armor on. And he's like, no, I'll just, I'll do what I've always done. I'm going to use the weapons that I've got, his, his sling and his staff, right? So he goes down to the river, he gets five stones. But what Saul says to him first is, you, you're just a boy. He's been a warrior since he was a boy. How do you know how to fight him? And this is what, this is what David says. And this is, this is the lesson. It's the whole purpose of telling you the story, Okay. David says, when I was out tending my father's flock, think about it. This is, David's probably not a whole lot older than you guys at this point. He says, when I was out tending my dad's flock and a lion or a bear would come and take one of the sheep, I would go and fight the lion. What? I would fight the bear and I would get the sheep back. 
from them. So, so this is the thing. If you, if you eventually want to fight giants, right, you learn to fight giants by fighting lions and bears first, right? This is, this is the, the, the important lesson about pain is you're going to experience pain at your age, and the decisions that you make now are going to build habits for the, the whole of your life. You guys are you're in this great school. I love Holly Grove Christian School. It's a great school. Your teachers are, are, are filling you with the word of God, right? Like McDonald's wants to fill you with french fries. They're just, they're handing out, they're handing you scriptures each and every day. You know, they're, they're teaching you the Bible and they're saying, this is what the Bible says. And you've got, you've got chapel speakers coming and this is what you can do. You can let it all just sit up in your head. Or you can say, when I encounter difficult and different situations each and every day, I'm going to act on what I know is true from the Bible. I'm going to act on what I know is true from God's Word. Because David read the Bible and read all of God's promises, and he knew, he knew that the battle wasn't his. He knew that, that, it was, that this rock wasn't going to kill the giant, that God was going to make the rock kill the giant. You know, that, that, that if he would just go out there and do what he had always done, that God would be with him. And so he, he threw that stone and knocked that giant down. Um, think about it. You know, some of you foolishly rooted against the Packers on Sunday and told Max that, that they would not win, and they did. And so, you know, sorry, Redskins fans. But think about what happens in a football, in a football game, okay? Everybody, every, anybody who, who, who looks at football and says, That's, I want that to be me someday, right? Or, or you, watch, you watch the soccer team play, or you watch the basketball team play, and you say, I want to do that, right? It doesn't just happen naturally. There's a process of learning. Um, I heard on the radio the other day, somebody said that, that luck is practice meeting opportunity, right? That's what happened in David's life. He knew that God was with him. He saw the opportunity to, to serve God and to fight that giant. And so, so after throwing stone after stone after stone after stone at, at, at things attacking the flock, he was ready when it came time to fight a giant. You think that... Aaron Rodgers just heads out on the field that night in Motor City and throws that 61-yard pass, that, the Hail Mary, you know, two seconds on the play clock, caught in the end zone, changed the game. Like, he didn't just decide to start throwing passes like that. He's been throwing them for all of his life, over and over and over and over again. This is, this is what we need to do, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end and pray. As you encounter pain and difficulty, you've got to remember, you've got to think, there's a reason for this. God wants me to count it all joy. God wants me to move it from the, this is horrible category over into, this could be good because I could learn from it category. What could God be teaching me? And then figure out how you're going to react. What would God have you do? How would he have you behave? Because he's getting you ready for something amazing. You know what it is? Your life. Your life can be amazing because God wants to do great things through you. 
you need to make sure you're ready. And it starts by handling what's negative that happens in your life. Um, I'm going to pray, and then, uh, and then we're going to close. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. I thank you uh, for all of these students. I thank you for um, the opportunity to share here. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to apply your word to our lives. Your word is good. It teaches us about about heaven and angels and it teaches us about temptations and it teaches us about what's good but it's so real and teaches us about our life and so we pray father that that when we trust in you when we put our faith and trust in the work that jesus did and we we believe in the gospel that we would believe that there's a purpose for everything that happens and that you're going to bring good out of our lives, even when bad things happen. And so we pray that we would not despair, but we would say, what can I learn from this and how can I serve God better? We thank you for your love and your care for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.